point the three possession game. Jackson trying to do it himself, and he is going to try to lean in, and he's in. Touchdown. What a game that was. Uh, Lamar Jackson taking it to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I was worried that, you know, Bill was going to come up with some crazy scheme for him, but, you know, talent shown through that night. That was, that was cool to see. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, it is the Week 10 episode of the South Lot Football Guys podcast. Happy to have you here with us. I am here with my partners in crime, Robbie Larson and Adam Sidek. What's up, guys? Oh, not too much. I, I th- I'll admit after that last show, uh, I may have eaten two and a half bags of candy corn since. So, oh, that's I went gross. through. I went through a bag, but it was it was it was incredible. Oh, Love absolutely! It. You are both disgusting humans, and I'm shaming both of you. Um, guys, we got a good episode here today. Um, you know, gonna gonna get into uh, how we did last week on our locks. A uh, little uh, precursor. It wasn't great. Um, and then uh, we'll get into week 10, break everything down for you, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get some winners out there for you. So without further ado, guys, let's get into some news and notes. Um, one of our favorites here, uh, Mark Walton, um, oh, yeah. suspended. This is uh, this is nothing new. He didn't do anything else new. It's This is back to a previous offense in a parking garage. So, um, Adam, Adam, you know this story well. You want to break it down? Uh, I, I thought he got suspended for performance enhancing drugs oh i thought i thought this was for like the the league kind of thing i'm gonna do a quick fact check on that i could be completely wrong here mark i, I, I think you're I, I thought you were right i thought it was some peds yeah I mean, um but i mean nfl is just once they saw the dolphins when they knew something had to be off so <laughs> no i think evan you're right these are for the three series of three arrests that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I could have sworn I got a notification about it. They might have come in later. <laughs> yeah, that might have been the Fugazi, on the the Fugazi front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh. He, he, I don't know why I got suspended now though. Like, it doesn't make really sense to me. This happened. Yeah. All off season. You know, Roger Goodell. He he takes. Does he time want to tank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, though, uh, you're gonna see a lot of Kalen Bellage, uh in the near future. Um, not that that really matters, but, uh, you know, that's what the Dolphins are working with now. No Kenyon Drake, no Mark Walton. That means Kalen Bellage time. So, yeah, uh, nothing really to know there. Uh, A.J. Green, though, he's uh, he's looking at starting this week, potentially. So, it'll be his season debut. Uh, it'll be good for him to get back out there because he's on a contract year. And he's got to show a little something on the field um, so that he can get himself a paycheck this offseason. Uh, so excited to see what he can do uh, and what he can put on film. Him and Ryan Finley. <laughs> I'm actually excited yeah. for it. Yeah, I mean, be, it's gonna be interesting. Can't be worse than what's going on. You know, this is saying a lot for me as a redhead, but I was really over Andy Dalton at the end there. <laughs> enough was enough. Like, yeah, just wasn't making any yeah, plays. They're not going anywhere with the franchise with right. Andy Dalton. Yeah, might as well move on. Give the rookie a chance. Yeah. So, um, Josh Gordon. Uh, he's uh, heading to Seattle to play with Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Um, pretty good signing. I don't know what the immediate impact is going to be, but I think come playoff time, you know, he might just be starting to get an impact on that offense. Uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? Personally, I'm I'm kind of 
I'm not seeing him having that big of an immediate role just because they've, they've got their rookie in DK Metcalf that they've been kind of grooming along the way this year so far. I could kind of see him um, kind of slowly forming into a role and maybe getting into something big during the playoffs, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of more curious on what uh, Adam's take is right here. I know you're the big Josh Gordon guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is the perfect fit for the Seahawks. Um, you know, huge, huge wide out that can, you know, block – they run the ball a ton and also stretch the field at the same time. I mean, he was being asked to run pretty intricate routes in New England. That's not what he's really that good at. I mean, he's just a burner, 50-50 balls, um, you know, take the top off the defense. And I, Russell Wilson can do that a lot better than Tom Brady can at this point of his career. So, yeah, I, I really like the fit here and uh good move for the Seahawks. I think the thing that concerns me the most is that, like, the Patriots are the team that will take a chance on anybody regardless of what they're – history is and if they if they dumped him uh, i i just don't know if there's something that we don't know about i mean or, it, i don't know. It could be a clowny situation he's doing well there same sort of scenario team sort of giving him away you never know yeah you don't i don't know yeah, yeah I, I you know we'll see like i said i don't i don't know the immediate impact but uh you know, Seahawks, they're they are proving that they're a good team. Uh, a lot of people didn't give them a fair shake in the offseason. And, uh, you know, they're they're showing that they've got a lot of talent. They can still run the ball with anybody. And, you know, Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind this year. Uh, true MVP candidate. So, uh, as, long as, uh, as long as they keep giving him weapons, though, you know, you got to think he's going to perform. So, uh, Seahawks definitely improving, though, with that move. Uh, finally, uh, with much sadness uh, to myself. Nick Foles, uh, after the bye week, is going to start for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Thus ends the Gardner Minshew era for now. I do think he'll he'll get another chance. He showed enough, um, but uh, yeah, you, know. you just you just got your uh, Gardner Minshew jersey too, and you're wearing it right I'm now. I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. I'm I'm not scared. The guy the guy showed enough. I'm 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 proud of him. You wonder if you know Nick Foles didn't have as big of a contract as he has uh, if Minshew would still be starting. Yeah, I I think something's gonna shake out there in the off season. Either teams are, I think either teams are just gonna be offering, you know, an interesting package to either get him or um, the Jags are going to make a move to deal Foles uh, to kind of promote him to that to starter spot. But one way or another, I I think he played himself into a job this season. So um, you know, we'll see how it shakes out though. Uh, with that, guys, why don't we get into our Week 9 recap of our locks. Um, Adam, let's start it off with you because you actually did your job on this one yeah, as I mean, opposed to me and Robbie here. Bills uh, minus 9.5 against the Redskins. Yeah, I mean, they really didn't have too much of an issue with that game. Uh, Redskins looking real sloppy. Uh, yeah, easy call. Easy call. Our London expert, unfortunately, missed on the London over-under in that game. 46.5, Houston, and uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just just wasn't meant to be. Gardner didn't do his job. Nope. Jacksonville didn't show up to play, so the over came nowhere close. Yep. And finally, Colts minus one. Brissett gets hurt. Hoyer throws a pick six. Vinatieri kicks one into like the 40th row <laughs> like 
Way left. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad beat. Actually, put a hundred dollars on that mid podcast episode. Sort of drunk last week during the power hour, so that was an ultimate miss. So we're coping, okay. <laughs> that's that's just brutal, though. That that one was just even after Brissette went down. Yeah, even Brian Hoyer, the destroyer, still holds his own. I, and then Vinatieri, yeah, who's known for making these game six. winner. I've never been wrong, but felt more right. Like, everything went wrong, and they still had a kick to push at the end. Like, oh. You got to think they're moving on from Vinatieri. It's like, it's a roulette with him, like, every kick. Yeah. It's like, you don't know if it's going to be a good ball or just, like, a complete duck. Yeah, I don't know. I did, you I can't did. be a playoff team with that. Bears found that out the hard way. There is an interesting scenario out there. I don't know if that this would happen, but uh, Patriots, because they're having some kicker issues of their own. If Vinatieri were to get cut, does he come back home? Retire as a Patriot, give him give him the last playoff run. No. That's just that's too good of a story though. I don't know. Um so that's the week nine locks. One and two there, guys. Not not great. Um but uh let's let's talk about our week nine surprises. Um Robbie, why don't you start it off? Surprises, I'm gonna starting on the negative side, the Green Bay Packers, um they just Got nothing going against this Chargers team, and I was kind of surprised. I thought they were going to be the ones that were going to be able to pull out to a lead and then just be able to sit on it with Aaron Jones, but they really didn't get anything going, and I guess that's also a little props to that Chargers team too. Yep. Uh, I know for me, I was, uh, I was um, to speak to the opposite end of this, I was really impressed with the Chargers, especially their defense. Uh, they went out there and played a hell of a game against a red-hot Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Packers could do nothing on the ground, which has really been a nice compliment for them this year, um, and it, it really turned the game for the Chargers. They, they controlled this one start to finish, though. Really impressive. I, I didn't give them much of a chance in that game, so kudos to the Chargers. You completely agree. Like you said, the D-line really controlled, dominated that game, kept Aaron Rodgers in the pocket. Uh, running game at bay, yeah, really good one for the Chargers on the road. Adam, uh, give us a week nine surprise for you. Uh, it's it's the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they came out and really showed the class of the AFC. Uh, I mean, they, they dominated that game. I know Patriots came back there uh, really off of two bad turnovers. Um, but, yeah, pretty much in control of that entire game, was knocking, knocking the Patriots off the line on both sides of the ball. Uh, really impressive win for uh, – a team on to come up. And who uh, who let you down last week? Who were you disappointed? Uh, the beloved, <laughs> the Bears. Uh, yeah, they came out their first half. They didn't want to win that game. The, just not attacking, just thinking and dunking on a defense that was waiting on it and the, just straight attacking them. It was uh, it was pitiful. They sort of turned it around in the second half, but yeah, in a, in a must-win game that to have that kind of game plan in the first half was uh, disappointing for for everybody. Speaking of downtrodden franchises and quarterbacks that can't take the next step, uh, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns as my uh, kind of disappointment from last week. I, I thought, uh, you know, while they were in Denver, uh, you know, they were facing a uh, first-time starter out there. And, uh, you know, they just – they just the defense held their own. Uh, the, you know, Baker really struggled. They couldn't really get the run game going. Um, you know, Odell's frustrated on the sidelines. Things are just imploding out there. I don't know what's up with Baker. Uh, does not appear to uh, 
um, really be playing at the same level as he was last year. Um, very disappointing. Yeah, I, I can't imagine how a Browns fan uh, must feel right now. Um, yeah, because everything was supposed to go right for them, but kitchens. Yeah, e, it's not e, great. I, e. I I think a lot of it starts with the offensive line, but you know Baker's Baker's got a shoulder uh, and a lot of this weight as well. Robbie, who let you down? Or actually, no, you already told us. Who who surprised you in a positive light? Uh, and I'm going to go with a team that lost the game, but they still kind of surprised me in the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they, they were able to fight back a little bit at the end there. Um, they're, they're, Kenyon Drake was, even though he was on that team for under 48 hours or something like that, he was able to make an immediate impact, and you just saw him exploding in through holes. And this this offensive scheme was able to get um, uh, wow I'm blanking on uh, Andy Isabella deep near the end of the game and um, it seems looking pretty good. Um, you never know where that game would have turned out if Cliff didn't call that timeout in the second half, and then uh, yeah, you made a couple of questionable decisions. Yeah, that was, that was kind of odd. But, you know, overall, I I thought the Niners were going to just roll them. Stayed in it. Yep. Well, that's our uh, week nine surprises, guys. Let's get on to our favorite segment. All right, guys. Um, we're talking boom bus players in Is It For Real or a Fugazi. Uh, I'll start it off. Uh, Rojo uh, came out, had a uh, pretty good game against the Seahawks. Uh, really surprised me, um, you know, had the bulk of the carries. I think he out-carried uh, Peyton Barber 18 touches to four in that game. Um, looked good doing it. Had uh, respectable per-carry numbers. Um, you know, like I said, was able to find the end zone. Bruce Arians has since given him a vote of confidence. Uh, looks like he's going to be the guy going forward. We'll see how long that lasts. But, um, you know, for me, I, I tend to think this is uh, actually – a bit of a fugazi. I just I don't know that I can um, trust that backfield uh, to really be a uh, a you know a bell cow backfield. I just think they're they're too accustomed to mixing in um, you know two guys in there. Uh, and even Ugban Wale gets a lot of work on passing downs there. So for me, you know Rojo showed something. I think we're gonna see you know him get more work going forward, but. Um, in terms of, you know, putting up the same kind of numbers as he did last week, I'm I'm a little hesitant on that going forward. That's fair. Uh, for me, I, David Montgomery, or as we'd like to call him, Chuck Bruce. Chuck Bruce. Yeah. Um, he he had himself a game. He was able to. It wasn't the best uh, yards per carry. But he was grinding out there, even though he's getting hit in the backfield. He had a couple of receptions. He was able to put um, a couple touchdowns in, too. And um, just by how they're using it, I think this could be for real for the rest of the season. Um, this is the second straight week. Um, he saw 73% of snaps. And they're, they're starting to use him as he was drafted to be. And um, this was a tough matchup against a good Philadelphia front one with a weak secondary that usually is exploited that way but he was able to make something of it 
Yeah, uh, Dave Montgomery would have had a huge game. Uh, he had one bad drop. Yeah. Might might have oh, gone yeah. gone to the house. There was open grass. Could have been but, a 50-yard uh, touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely on to come up. Uh, my my boom player is Devin Singletary. Um, in a week that you really saw Frank Gore struggle to do much of anything, uh, he had 20 carries, uh, three catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown. Um, this I mean, this Bills team has got a really soft schedule going forward, and I, I think that with that defense, their style of play, coupled with the weather in Buffalo, uh, if he's the bell cow on a pretty good team with good game script, uh, he's going to be someone you want to own in fantasy. And, uh, yeah, I think he's a breakout player the second half of the year. Gotcha. Agreed. Yeah, uh, my my bus player guys last week. I'm I'm down in the jersey. We talked about him a little bit earlier, but I'm going with Gardner Minshew. Uh, let a lot of people down. Uh, a lot of fantasy players down in London. You know, I, I'm I'm actually thinking this is a Fugazi though. I know Nick Foles is starting. Uh, you know, after the bye here, but as I said, I think uh, Minshew gets another chance at this, whether it be with the Jags or another team. Um, I think he just showed. Too much uh, out there. Uh, looked looked really strong. So uh, I'm I'm buying in that uh, Minshew's going to come back from this. In I, I don't think that game was a true testament to his talents. A lot of things working against him. Um, you know, one of which being the fact that the game was in London. That's his first time going over there. You know, that 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 trip can do crazy things to you. As Robbie has let us know time and time again. <laughs> Um, that and that's coupled with the fact that you know he knew that he was uh, essentially playing for his job, uh, and and that the eyes were really on him, um, and whether or not he was going to start after the bye. So a lot of pressure, uh, and tack that up with you know the trip to London. I just think, um, you know, a lot of things were going against him in that game. Yeah, I I I would agree with you there about Minshew. Uh, for me, bust would be. Uh, New England Patriots defense, uh, they're, they're a team that a lot of people have just been riding for this opening eight weeks of the season, and then this week they finally got their first true test in the Baltimore Ravens, and um, coming out of the bye week, you know, this this stretch might, I'm going to say it's for real because they've got the Eagles, they've got the Cowboys, the Texans, Chiefs coming up. I mean, they're a team you definitely should hold for that week 15 Bengals Week 16 Bills, if um, you make it there, but um, you, you're going to, these next four weeks after that, you're going to have to pivot. I mean, th- this is a little rough schedule. This, I don't think this Patriots defense is that um, pl- plug and play every week defense. Um, they, they definitely capitalize on a lot of weak teams to open up. I think you could put Pat's D against the Eagles, though. So. Yeah. I, I think th- you could. Yeah. I, I think they're. They're a must-play, in my opinion. Just they've been, they've been fantasy MVP so far for people. Uh, Adam, who you got? I'm going Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, he had a really rough game against the Chargers at home. Um, you know, I think probably people are a little concerned about him right now. He's had a couple of huge games, but he's also led up some work to Jamal Williams, who also you know features role in 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 the backfield. But I I wouldn't be too worried. I think this is more of a Fugazi. Um, just really good game plan up front for the Chargers. Um, I, I think this offense uh, just moves on without a tick, um, and and I would definitely trust Aaron Jones going forward. Yep. All right, with that, uh, let's get into a little buy or sell, guys. Um, we're at the midway point here, so it's going to kind of be uh, a bit of a playoff preview edition. We're going to 
uh, give some predictions on a few teams here and, and whether or not we're we're buying or selling their chances for the playoffs. So uh, I'll kick it off, um, guys. Buy or sell the three NFC West uh, playoff teams this year. So it's looking like. Um, in all likelihood, Rams, Seahawks, and uh, Niners are all respectable teams. You got the Cardinals in there too that are sticking around, but um, you know, I, I when I came up with this, I was kind of thinking uh, Rams, Seahawks, and Niners. But uh, interested to get your guys' thoughts on that. Whether you think uh, you know that division will get three teams in? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm I'm gonna sell on that. I I, I think there's too many good teams in this NFC conference that there's gonna be somebody of the mix of say the Eagles, Vikings, Panthers that are going to take that other wild card spot. I think I'm, I think I got to buy this, um, you know, and probably the more, more team I'm worried about is the Seahawks. Uh, I think the Rams get it going. I, I know they had a rough stretch, but uh, I'm confident in that team and their roster uh, to, you know, make a run here. But you know, Seahawks, I'm seven and two great start offense looking great. I think, I think they're also, they're, they're, I think they're making the playoffs too, so I'm 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 buying it. I'm buying it. Three three NFC West teams in. Yeah, I'm I'm also buying it. Um, you know, I think all three of those teams, as you said, Adam. You know, Rams hit a rough spot, but um, you know, I I still think that they're a, they're a pretty good squad. Um, and I like you said, I think they've got one of the deeper rosters, uh, top to bottom. So you know, and I trust uh, Sean McVay. I think he's a good coach. I think he'll get him there. Um, but for me, you know, I think about kind of the other divisions, NFC East, that's, that's a weak division. Um, I think you're only going to see Cowboys or Eagles get in there. Uh, they're going to battle it out for that division. Uh, NFC South, uh, I'm, I'm writing off the Bucks and the, and the, um, Falcons obviously. And, you know, Panthers, Cam's on IR now. Kyle Allen really lead this team to a playoff spot. I don't know. It just seems... Seems kind of like a long shot. Um, they've got some tough games coming up. To uh, I think they've got two left with the Saints. That's that's going to be tough mm-hmm. for them. Um, and then the other team that comes to mind is uh, Minnesota, and I think that's probably the one you got to worry about the most. But I I just think um, you know Minnesota. I don't know that they're as good as their record says. I think they could still lose a few games in division here. I could see them losing to the Lions. Um, you know, Bears already beat them once, and they've seemed to have their number. So they could have uh, some disappointing numbers down the stretch. they got a tough game against the Cowboys uh, this week. So, you know, that's a game they could lose too. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where my head's at with that. I can see the Vikings having a similar end of the season as last year, you know, probably in a playoff spot for a majority of it, but – you know, losing it at the end. Yep. Losing some big games. Yep. All right. Uh, Adam, why don't you uh, give us your buy or sell? Uh, the Buffalo Bills lock for the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to go around. Go, go around the horn and ask you guys first. Oh, absolutely. I'm with you. That's a lock. Yeah, I'll, I'm buying that. I, I think uh, that defense is solid, and they're making enough plays on the offensive side of the ball. Devin Singletary looked real solid last week, so. Hopefully they can lean on him. Uh, I don't think you got to worry about the rookie wall with him just because, you know, he, he had a little bit of an injury there and he was able to get some time off. So Yeah, first game uh, above 10 carries last week. So, yeah, yeah. he's fresh. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see them lean on him more. But, uh, you know, I I think they've got some playmakers there. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I like them as a team to get into the playoffs this Juicy year. Juicy schedule. I mean, they could 
Browns, Dolphins, Broncos, Jets. That's easily four right there. Yeah, I'm not, and, and I'm 100% locking this up. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not sure they have to beat a good team to make the playoffs. Right now, like the rest of their schedule, they won what six already? Yeah, they they just need to beat the teams that they should beat, and I think they're in the playoffs. I mean, the AFC playoff picture. Um, I mean, you got teams at four and four, like the Steelers, the Raiders, uh, Jags. Maybe one of them can make a run, but right now, AFC with, South. With, yeah, with <laughs> with two games up on the competition and a soft schedule, I, I love them to make the playoffs this year. The AFC East schedule this year. Just total cake Four wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Uh Robbie, what do you have for us? For me, uh Oakland Raiders sneak into the playoffs. Ooh. John Gruden's a sneaky guy. He, he is a sneaky guy. Uh, what do you guys think? You know, I think the Colts are gonna be battling right there with them. Uh it's that's tough though, because Raiders got the tie break on him, right? Um yep. You know, Jags, that was a big loss last week to Houston. Um, you know, that, that kind of set them back in a big way. Tennessee's hanging around. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, we kind of talked about the Bills already. We think we're get, they're getting in is uh, a wild card spot. Um, I only like one team out of the AFC North. Uh, you know, I only see the Ravens getting in there. Yeah. I don't think the Steelers are going to make a run at this, so... Yeah, for me, I, I think the I see the Raiders getting in here. I'm gonna sell. Um, you know, I I I think they're gonna end up pretty close, um, right on the edge. But I I think you know a team like I I think the Colts are a better team. Um, I think the Chargers are a better team on their tail in their division. Talk about a big game tomorrow. Yeah, oh, huge. Yeah, um, yeah, big game. But and uh, yeah, like you said, Evan, I'm I'm not a huge believer in the Steelers thus far. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna sell, but it's a close sell. Yeah, yeah, I I I I'm with Evan, and I I'm buying into that. I they've got their schedule is not too bad. I mean, their toughest ones Chargers twice, which I mean they they got to just find a way to win one of those, and then one more at Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Otherwise, they have Bengals, Jets, Broncos. Titans and Jaguars. I mean, I think that's very reasonable. If you if they win five, that's a sausage. I nine games. I think that could be enough with this weak AFC to just sneak in. I could see the Raiders winning that game in Arrowhead too, with the same exact formula the Colts used in Arrowhead a few weeks prior. Just run the ball heavy, uh, lean on their offensive line, strength yep. of the team. Um, but yeah. It's it's gonna come down, I think, to those two games against the Chargers. Though, if the Chargers can sweep them, then I think that turns the tides, and you know you're gonna be looking at the Chargers as a potential, uh, you know, maybe nine and seven, ten yeah, and they, six wild card spot. The way they looked last week, uh, certainly looked like a playoff team. Yeah, they did look absolutely. good. Absolutely, big game tomorrow though. I'm real excited yeah. to watch that one. I almost wish it wasn't Thursday. You know, you kind of get more, a little bit more fluky outcomes uh, on the Thursday night games, but um, exciting nonetheless. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's get into a uh, great segment here. Can't see me player of the week. Right before your very eyes, you won't even visualize. The people in South Beach can't see him anymore because he up and moved to uh, the Arizona Cardinals. We're talking Kenya and Drake. Uh, talked about him a little bit earlier today, but absolutely balled out in game one. Um 
Arizona with a depleted backfield uh, due to injuries, and Kenny Drake stepped right in. Uh, looked great doing it. Uh, you know, they're going to start getting some pieces back, so we'll see if uh, if you know that eats into the, the production. You have to think it will, but perhaps uh, he'll still have a significant role on the, uh, the team. Interested to get your guys' thoughts though. It seems like that the Kenyon Drake, uh, Chase Edmonds, uh, quick burst kind of guy is the kind of kind of running back that Cliff Ken- Kingsbury likes to use, and you saw it used effectively. Um, just enough holes to open up that to sneak through, and you know it just opens things up in, in that offense. So, I mean, I I could see it continuing. Yeah, I mean, huge game against a really good front, and the 49ers have really not allowed anything like that all year. Um, you know, I think Kenyon Drake is here to stay, actually. I mean, they gave up gave up some capital for him in the trade, and I think this is more of an, an indictment on uh, David Johnson and, like what yeah, like you said, Robbie, I think they're looking for a different type of running back. Um, you saw Chase Edmonds sort of dominate carries. Um, so now that David Johnson's back, it's going to be interesting to see you know how 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 much he's utilized. I can't see him um, being a bell cow anymore. Uh, I think it's more of a committee. Man, and they can't go away from him though. They've got two years left after this. He's the highest paid running back in football right now. Ooh, Yikes. Cardinals running back position just uh, doesn't really pay to pay those guys the big bucks, unfortunately, nope. uh, with the turnover. But. Uh, all right, why don't we uh, why don't we take a pause here to uh, thank some of our sponsors, Robbie? Take it away. Uh, today we would like to thank our sponsor, Short Shorty Talls. If you don't know, well, now you know about the company that specializes in apparel for people with shorter legs and longer torsos. If you're a little disproportionate, Shorty Talls has all you need to look normal, and the style, well, oh, it'll have people hypnotized by you they've got every type of clothing you'd need from black tims to black hoodies and other good goodies these guys are notorious for having deals on clothing as they believe that mo money is just mo problems head on over to shorty talls and take advantage of their current promotion to trade in some of your current clothes for some fresh ones that will fit you properly if you don't like it don't worry you'll get your old thing back there's absolutely no risk here. Go to Shorty Talls and feel like a big papa today. If you don't know, now you know. How about that? Shorty All right. Talls. Shorty Talls, thank you thank for that. You. Thank you for keeping the lights on in this place. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, with that, guys, why don't we get into the uh, Week 10 game picks here. Starting it off with that uh, Chargers-Raiders game. Somehow we didn't give away our picks yet. I like that. Um, Raiders are at home. They're one and a half point dogs, actually, and the over under in this one is forty nine. Uh, Adam, start with you. Uh, I mean, you mentioned it before. I'm I'm really excited to see this game. This is really a battle of two teams trying to make it in the AFC playoff race. Uh, you know, they got a shot at the division too. But and these are two. This is a two must win game for the, uh, both these teams. And I, 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 just the way the Chargers look the last two weeks, it seems like they're sort of finding themselves. I know it's taken Melvin Gordon a little bit to get back into NFL shape. I like the Chargers here outright uh, on the road. Um, doesn't really matter for them; they're always on the road. But yeah, I I think that they're the better team, and I I, I think they want it more. I I I just got a good feeling. Uh, more experienced team, uh, veteran quarterback that they got. They got the Raiders number here on Thursday night. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I really like the Chargers here, even though I kind of just went about the Raiders, maybe just trying to sneak into the playoffs. But um, I think the Chargers, I, they're looking, they look pretty good on Sunday, and um, it seems like they're starting to get everything going. Um, but um, yeah, this this Oakland defense has just been leaking point. <laughs> They've just been giving up a lot of yards and. And I think the Chargers could absolutely take advantage of it. Um, just, just kind of thinking fantasy wise, you got two big tight ends going in this matchup, right? Hunter Henry, Darren Waller. Waller. If you guys, if you guys had to choose, who'd who'd you take? Uh, Asking I'd, for a friend. I'd probably say uh, Waller for me. Um, I just think. Uh, you know, there's probably going to be a little bit more passing volume uh, on that side of the ball. I think uh, for the Raiders rather than the Chargers, uh, I think you've got better quarterback play as well out of Derek Carr at the moment than Philip Rivers. So I'm um, leaning Wall Waller. Yeah, I'd go. Uh, I'd go Henry just based on matchup. Um, Raiders are one of the like hard or easiest uh, teams to score on t- uh, with tight ends against, and uh, I think Chargers, you know, with their set of safeties, I think they can cover. Waller a little bit better than uh, the Raiders can cover Henry. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards to Henry a little better play, especially since uh, Chargers have been holding tight ends to just 72.9% of their average, while the Raiders, they've been giving up big to the tight yeah. ends. They're, they give up 173% toward to average tight ends scoring. So I, I'm liking Henry there. I do think Tyrell Williams could have... Even though this secondary has been good for the Chargers, I think this could be a good revenge game for Tyrell. Ooh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It just feels like this could be something for him. Underrated storyline. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Keaton Allen and Tyrell Williams hate each other. <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> um, all right, uh, guys. For me, though, I know you guys are both on the Chargers. I'm actually leaning Raiders here. Um, I just think uh, they're going to be able to get some push with that O-line. You know, this game is at home in the black hole. Um, the fact that they're home dogs in this one really surprised me. Um, I, I just think that, you know, place is going to be rowdy and on a short week, I think being the home team uh, will give them a little bit more of an advantage than you might see if the Chargers had a full week to uh, get ready there. So uh, I'm all in on the Raiders. They're playing well at the moment. Um, you know, they, they look strong and uh, you know, there's only a couple teams that are running the ball as good as them right now. Josh Jacobs uh, looks like a superstar in the making, and Derek Carr is is making all all these uh all the right throws. He's really uh operating the play action well, uh, not turning the ball over. So I think if they can keep that going, uh, that you know they should be able to win this one. Josh Jacobs should be in for a pretty good game. I mean, seems like that that'd be the strength that they'd use to have to beat up on this Chargers team. Yeah, I, I do think uh, I think he will have a good game. Um, you know, he has been battling some shoulder issues, so I wonder if on the short week, if, uh, you know, we might see more touches go to uh, Washington, uh, the backup, and Jalen Richard. I, you know, obviously I still expect uh, Jacobs to get the majority of touches here, but, you know, he might he might be a little bit more banged up than if he had a full week to recover. 
All right, guys, with that, let's get into game two here. Uh, AFC North matchup. It's the Baltimore Ravens heading into the nasty natty to take on the Bengals. Um, Bengals are 10-point dogs at home here. The over-under is 45-and-a-half. Uh, Robbie, start it off. Yeah, we saw this uh, exact matchup happen not too long ago earlier in the year. Um, in Baltimore, we saw a little bit of a uh, Evan predicted backdoor cover by the Bengals, but I really don't think that's going to happen th- this time around. I know you've got uh, Ryan Finley coming in, making his first start of the year, and the potential of AJ Green, which who knows if he's going to actually play. Um, he he didn't practice today, but you know some Wednesdays they usually give veterans day rest anyway so um it's hard to tell at this point in time but you know the Ravens have been playing better um defensively um ever since they made that trade for Marcus Peters uh before uh that trade teams are passing 34.8 yards above their average against the Ravens but these last two games which were against I'd say some pretty good offenses in the Seahawks and the Patriots um They've actually held them to 14.1 yards below their average. So I think that trade made a huge difference in their secondary, which was a little weak beforehand. And I think this is they're going to be able to prevent the Bengals from any sort of backdoor cover. Yeah, I mean, you think about that secondary now. Ever since they made the uh, the trade to get Peters, it's Peters, it's uh, Marlon Humphreys, it's uh, um, Earl Smith. Thomas. Um, Jimmy Smith on the outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jimmy Smith. Um a lot of talent there. Um, so, yeah, that re- I think that really solidified uh, the team. And, um, you know, they're, they're looking good, I, I have to say. I was I was wrong about that. I'm going to have to give Adam a few golf balls uh, with Wario's face on it. But, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the Ravens here, guys. I think, you know, they should be able to cover this one easily. I don't think there's a chance in hell they lose this game on the road. Um no backdoor cover on this one. This will be all Ravens. Lamar is going to have a monster game. See, I'm I'm worried about the backdoor cover. Um, you know, just Bengals coupled with you know being a home team, having coming off the bye, new quarterback, maybe brings a little bit more juice to that team. That I mean, they're 0 and 8, uh, and then second time against an interdivision opponent. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little worried about this one. Uh, definitely love the Ravens. Like you mentioned, I, I think that defense is a completely different defense um, with the addition of Marcus Peters. Uh, allows them to play a little bit more on the attack. And, uh, I mean, it's showing the last two weeks. But in this specific matchup, uh, I think I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm, I'm flopping. I, oh. like, I, 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 I feel like, uh, you know, they're going to cover here at home to 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Well, guys, I have a fun uh, – hypothetical with you with the emphasis on pathetic in the word hypothetical um if the Bengals were to go 0 and 16 would zach taylor keep his job as a first time head coach that's a good hypothetical i don't see how you could i mean there there have to be so much outrage yeah. In cincinnati that you just can't keep him the only the only way i see that him keeping his job is if the ownership was not worried about win loss record year one. See, and I think that's the wild card there. Uh, yeah. You know, they the Bengals have a very their ownership has a very different mindset. You know, they they really 
uh, value like stability uh, and, and continuity in that organization. Uh, we saw it with Marvin Lewis for uh, almost two decades. And, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I, I just think even if he were to go in 16, I'm pretty sure he'd come back next year and get at least one more year at it. But, yeah, it, yeah it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard yeah, to it's, go in sixteen though. There's there's a lot of time for the for them to get one on the board. So we'll see. All right, guys. Anything else to add in this one? No. Nope. All right. Let's move on to our next game. We've got the Buffalo Bills heading to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, Browns are three point favorites at home. Very surprising to us. Over under in this one is forty and a half. Adam tossing it to you. You know, once, twice, three times a lock uh, for the Bills here. I Three weeks in a row, uh, this is going to be my lock. Uh, I love the Bills' money line here at, uh, at in Cleveland. You know, this is just a much better – these are teams going in opposite directions. Browns imploding, um, not really knowing what their identity is. Defense um, not playing up to the potential. And then you get the Bills' defense playing as a complete unit. Um, you know, they, they, they know their style of football uh, and, and – you know, they attack teams with the run game, uh, Josh Allen, Power O, and I, I think they take it to a Browns, soft Browns team here uh, on the road. I lo- love them money line, plus one. But it's a lock. No. And that's the money line you're locking Oh, in, I'm right? locking Not up the money line. Not just the cover the spread. No, that minus three is a joke. Yeah, I really think that's a joke, plus too. Three. I mean, this implies that these are about equal strength teams on neutral field. No way. Absolutely not. The Bills definitely are the better team than these Browns. The Browns, I mean, whenever the Browns play a good, formidable defense, like even the Broncos last weekend, they just couldn't handle it offensively. And that's this Bills team, their their defense hasn't been maybe as great as it was last year, but it's still been a really good defense, and they're going to absolutely take care of business. Yeah, I'm with you guys on this one. I think uh, the Bills are a clear pick here. I almost think this is a case of Vegas uh, setting a line. Uh, you know, when Vegas sets these lines, uh, what they're trying to do is get equal amount of bets on each side. And I almost think this is the case. I've noticed this with the Browns this year. They keep getting favorable lines. I almost wonder if they're drawing a lot of bets in Vegas. Um similar to like how the Cubs get a lot of bets uh, or some of these teams. I think the Browns are drawing a lot of interest this year, so you know they're having to push the lines uh, more in the Browns' favor. I think that's what we're seeing here. But anytime, I mean, you get that's the case, just take the other side here. Bills are the better team anyway. Um, I, I'm really high on this one. I'm with you guys. Money line's a good play here. Uh, I think it's plus 130 to plus 140 right now, so pretty good value there too. Lock that one up. Uh, not my lock, but that's Adam's lock. Oh yeah, uh, I've got a question for you guys. Uh, with Kareem Hunt coming back, do you have any guts to play him this week? Would you have any guts to play him? No. Even if, even though the Bills have been like the worst at giving up points to the running back, uh, I I would not expect. Um, I would I would not play him. I think you know his first game back. I expect them to ease him back into things. I, I don't expect a ton of workload for him in game one. I think you'll see that, you know, increases as he gets more games under his belt here. But, you know, for now, pretty light workload I'd expect in game one. Yeah, if, if it were me, I would, I would adopt the wait-and-see approach this week and, you know, to see what you got next week. That's exactly what I was going to say. You guys uh, just took it all. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. 
Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, the beloved Bears are hosting the Detroit Lions at home. Uh, Bears are two and a half point favorites in this one. The over under is forty one and a half. That's a little high. I like the under in this one personally, but um, you know, guys, I'll, I'll I'll kick this one off. Um, the Bears have just not showed us much of anything. Um, I I was on the Bears last week. I thought you know they had a chance to at least cover the plus five against Philly. That was a uh, wrong thought, for lack of a better phrase. Um, you know, the offensive woes continue. The defense is on the field too much. I I really I don't know that I see an end in sight here. Uh, I know the Bears are at home. I know the Lions are coming off a tough loss against Oakland, but for me. I just think the Lions are probably the better team at this point. Uh, you know, I think, you know, they've, they've just got a little bit more heart out there. And, uh, you know, they're they're a more balanced team. Bears are completely one, one-sided one right now. So I'll, I'll take the Lions plus two and a half. Uh, you know, Bears could win a close one here. But, you know, plus points with the Lions, I'll take it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Bears here. I feel pretty good about it. Um, you know, I'm... I'm you know, past past couple years against the Lions, they've really had to number um, in pretty much all the games. They made a couple big defensive plays to you know propel them to win. I think they do the same here. Uh, this defense is just too talented to not have as many turnovers, or they, have, they haven't had any scoring touchdowns this year. So I I think they make a play, um, and then I think the Bears' offense bounces back a little bit against um, Lions. Can stop the ball uh, up front when you try to run them, but I think uh, Mitch. It's a bounce back game here. That I hope they'll let them open up the uh, playbook, and uh, I think it's. I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, but I, this is the week I truly think it's a bounce back week for the Bears. Yeah, Chuck Bruce. That's that's all I gotta say. I think this is gonna be uh, the Lions. Their run defense has not been looking that great. Um, they've been kind of they've been one of the worst in the leagues, and uh, they've been especially susceptible to uh, passing um, to the running backs. And I think that. The Bears are going to just be do what they did the last two games and just lean on Montgomery, and they're going to be able to just control this game. And I really like what I saw in the second half of the the Bears this past week. I didn't like what I saw in the first half, but I I think they're going to take what they did in the second half and roll it into this week. So I really like them covering by a field goal. That's a big assumption for the bears to do what they should do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You know, bears and the browns for me are uh, in two similar boats uh as as a betting man, uh, they got to show me something before I can before I can put some money down on them. Um you know, we've just seen this week in and week out they've disappointed, so I I, I cannot put money on them uh until I see some sort of life out of them so uh I'm I'm in a holding pattern uh, until then though I'm I'm going to take the other side All right guys uh Battle of New York is our next game it's the New York Giants taking on the New York Jets uh everybody in MetLife is happy uh everybody's got a fan base um Jets are two and a half point dogs at home over under in this one is 43 and a half um Robbie why don't you start us off yeah, this is um you could pretty much picture this as a neutral game um since they both this is basically the home stadium for each of these guys. 
Um, I really think the Giants are going to have the bigger push in this game, and I was considering either making the over in this game because these two defenses are absolutely garbage being my lock, but I really like the Giants to cover here. I think they are going to just run over this Jets team. But it's a lock! No! Yeah, it, it's a lock. Um, Giants, they, they've just, even if um, Evan Ingram, I, th- I think he's already been ruled out to play this week. Yeah. I don't think that's going to matter. Um, there's a lot of question marks on Sterling Shepard, and I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal either. You saw Darius Slayton. Um, he, yeah, he didn't do great against the Cowboys defense, but they've been doing pretty well against the pass. Um, this Jets team is just in shambles, just like last week when they lost to Miami. I think the Giants are going to be able to run this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Gase has lost the locker room. I don't think they've got any any sort of morale in that Jets locker room right now. Uh, there's nothing to play for over there. I mean, at least uh, on the Giants side of the ball, you're seeing you know your rookie quarterback play great. You know you have a superb talent in uh, Saquon Barkley. You know for for the Giants it, to only have it be two and a half when the, the the Dolphins of all teams covered that easily last week. Um, I, 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 I like the Giants here. I, I think they should be able to handle this one uh, with ease. Two and a half seems uh, way too low for this. Yeah, I, I love the Giants here too. I echo a lot of what you guys are saying. Uh, Danny Dimes looking like Danny drops out there. He's got to hold on to the ball. I think he's got, I think he's got eight fumble lost fumbles. Uh, <laughs> that, that kills, that kills teams. So he's got to hang out of the ball this week for them to win. But um, I think they do. I, I, they're a much better team uh, playing, playing, uh, probably playing to win. I don't know if the jets are doing that right now. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I just love the giants here. And like you said, a neutral field, um, they're the much better squad. Would you uh, stream Danny dimes if you're in a pinch? Oh, I think yes. you can absolutely do that yes. this week. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to agree with you guys, but uh, yeah, he's either he's a hit or miss. Even against Arizona, he was supposed to go off, but he didn't. But I, I, I stream him. If well, needed. segue yep. zone here because um, our next game is Chiefs and Titans, and I'm curious if you were in a streaming pinch. Would you go Danny Dimes or would you go Tannehill against the Chiefs? Chiefs secondary has actually been pretty solid, so I'd rather go Danny Dimes. Yeah, I would go Danny Dimes. Yeah, I would as well. Um, With that, guys, we will uh, transition here. Um, Kansas City Chiefs heading to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Uh, Titans are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home. Uh, Over-under in this one is 48-and-a-half. Uh, looks like Mahomes is going to play in this one. He, he practiced in full. Uh, I think there's a chance this line changes. We got this one a little earlier. It wouldn't surprise me if this jumped up to something closer to six or six and a half, to be honest. But uh, for now, we'll 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 judge it at three and a half. Um, I I like the Chiefs here. I I if the line jumped up to six and a half, I would take the Chiefs. Uh, that probably about where I'd leave it. Um, but um. You know, I, I think this is a game Mahomes comes back, you know, things start clicking again. Uh, you know, they didn't miss a beat uh, without him. Fortunately, Matt Moore really played well. Um, you know, and I just think, uh, you know, Chiefs just have too much firepower. Um, you know, Titans, they've impressed me lately, but that was a that was a tough loss last week. They didn't, they didn't show a lot of life. Um, really disappointing. So, um, you know, I, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. 
Yeah, the Titans kind of scare me in the fact that they could, they're kind of that Jekyll and Hyde team, really. They've kind of been hit, hit or miss throughout this season, and they could do better against this Chiefs team. But uh, even even if it were Matt Moore, I think he could. this Chiefs team could absolutely take care of business. Um, They're kind of gelling right now, and going into uh, Tennessee, I think they could cover three and a half. Um, now, as far as six and a half, I don't know. It gets be a little more dicey for me. I think my limit's maybe five and a half, six. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I still like the Chiefs here. Um, uh, man, this is tough. I, I guess if the line, it, we're gonna assume Patrick Mahomes is playing the line three and a half. I'd have to take the Chiefs. But if it got any higher than like four and a half, I think I'd take the Titans. Um, I mean, you've seen it a couple times over the last couple years with this Chiefs team. Even the Titans a couple years ago in the playoffs. If you run on them and establish time of possession, keep their offense off the field, that's how you beat them. And, uh, you know, we saw it with the Colts earlier this year. The Titans have that kind of offense and attack that, uh, you know, they can pull it off. Um, and, you know, they're the home team. I I like them keeping it close here. Um, you know, I like three and a half, I'd probably take the Chiefs, but I think it's within somewhere between there and a touchdown. Um, so I, I'd, I'd take the Titans probably anything over four and a half. Right. I mean, Vikings couldn't do it last week. That was because of a Butker. Guy dominated. Guy did dominate. Dominated. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes looked healthy when he was out there celebrating, so I'm not too worried about yeah. him being any rusty at all. Yep. All right, guys, um, we'll get on to our next one here. It is the Arizona Cardinals heading down to Tampa to take on the Bucks. Um, the Bucks are actually four-and-a-half-point favorites at home here. The over-under, pretty high, 51. Uh, guys, I'll kick this one off. I'm, I'm, really, uh, I'm really into the uh, Cardinals here. Um, four and a half uh, is, is a lot um, for a game I expect to be very close, and I think the Cardinals have a real chance of winning. So for them to be four and a half point dogs, I was pretty surprised to see that. Um, Kyler Murray has uh, looked you know, pretty good. Uh, the team looked great. Last week, um, you know, in a tough loss to the uh, Niners, but they showed a lot of grit there, and they hung in there with a team that, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, not a lot of people gave them a chance, including myself. So uh, Cardinals really showed me something. They had a long week to prepare for it uh, at a time. Love the Cardinals in this one, plus four and a half. I'm going to lock it up. But it's a lock. No. Yeah, I, I just think, uh, you know, Bucks, you know, they, they traveled way out west uh, last week. Another tough loss for them, you know. Even even if they're able to, to get a W here, I just think, you know, there's there's uh, Cardinals are just playing better football right now. Jameis, you know, he can always have uh, one of his Jameis games where he turns it over. Um, just plus four and a half is, is just too good for me to pass here. I agree with you right here. Um, I know the Buccaneers – defense uh they've been stopping the run pretty well this year but i mean i think the niners have been better to be honest and look at what the cardinals were able to do they're still able to get something going you got both of these teams they've got some suspect secondaries and and you're gonna see a shootout here i mean this might be a fun one to watch this is a noon game right but so. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is a, a new game. game. This is a new game. Big new. And if you're, you might be seeing this game pop up a lot on Red Zone if you're watching that. 
And yeah, I, I like the Cardinals to keep it keep it competitive in this. I'm not entirely sure about them winning. I could absolutely see them winning against this Buccaneers team, but not banking on it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree with you guys on this one. Um, I really like the Bucks minus four and a half. Um, you know, you look at their record and they're two and two and six. Um, really not a good indicative of you know how they've actually played as a team. Um, you know, they're. Their net differential is only twenty-two points at two and six. They've gotten, you know, in they're they've been in really all their games. Um, and that offense with Bruce Arians, you know, he's doing exactly what he came in there to do. They're attacking the ball downfield. Uh, Mike Evans leading the league in air yards by a very good margin um, against this Cardinal secondary. I know the Cardinals offense has looked really good last couple of weeks, but I don't know if they can keep pace with uh, the Bucks. I mean, especially on the road here. Um, I think Tampa gets it done. Jameis has one of his Jameis games. And, yeah, I think they, uh, in Bruce Arians' revenge game, uh, they win this one uh, by at least a touchdown. All right, guys. Uh, with that, we'll move on to our next game. It's the uh, Atlanta Falcons heading down to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, the uh, Superdome's always rowdy, and the uh, Saints are going to be 13-point favorites in this one. Over-under, again, is 51. Uh, you know, I'm expecting a lot of points in this one. I think uh, the over is a good play here, but uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Saints. I know 13's a ton of points uh, to have to cover, but, you know, the Falcons have just been so bad. I know they're coming off a bye, so we'll see if they show any signs of life, but the, the Saints are just one of the premier teams in the NFL. Um probably the deepest roster top to bottom and yeah this this falcons team has just been a joke thus far so uh, i'm a, i i i don't know that i'll bet it but i i pretty comfortable with the saints minus 13 in this one yeah um i'm with you i'm not as comfortable with this uh that's i think that's uh just screaming backdoor cover in this one um, I think this is going to be a lot of airing out in New Orleans. And, man, if if you got Devonta Freeman, you, I don't think you could play him this week. I mean, this Saints defense, the last four games, they've been the absolute toughest on running backs. And it's not like Devonta Freeman and that offense has been lighting it up anyways. So, I mean, you you got to sit him this week. Um, unless your name is Chaz and you need to start him in place of Christian McCaffrey. But... Um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a lot of throwing on both sides of the ball. This, I agree. I really like this over 51 here, but, um, yeah, tough, but I think saints will cover. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, this one, uh, I feel a little nervous about, um, maybe a possible deck or door cover, but I mean, you look at these two teams, saints have. Ben, I mean, they, their one loss was a game where Drew Brees got hurt. Um, you know, they've been the class of the NFL, and Falcons have they've they've imploded completely. Uh, coming off the bye, I, I still think the Saints get it done here in a blowout at home. That's where I'd go. All right, guys. Uh, next game up, we've got the uh, Miami Dolphins heading into Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The line in this one is minus ten, so the assumption is that Brissett is going to play. Uh, over under is 44 uh, guys it looks like we're all on the Colts in this one um, I personally um, 
I'm a little worried about it. I think this is a game, if I had to pick one, I'm worried about the backdoor cover. I'm going to stay away from it. I'm, I'm not going to bet this game, uh, but my my official pick will be the Colts. I, I just think you know, they should be able to control the line of scrimmage and uh, um, you know really dominate with Marlon Mack and, and run the ball uh, efficiently in this game. I know Dolphins are coming off against... Coming off against a, uh, a victory against the Jets, but it's exactly it. They played the Jets, and the Colts are uh, a playoff contender. So uh, it should be a rude awakening for them. I think we're going to go back to seeing uh, the Dolphins that we saw a few weeks ago. So I'll take the Colts. Yeah, I'd, I'd take the Colts here. I, I like them a lot at home. Uh, Dolphins, you know, they did pretty decent so far this year against the Redskins and Jets, but, you know, Colts are in a different class than those teams and you know I think their their offensive line is just going to overpower this front and they're going to have their way on the trenches I yeah I, I like the Colts here in a blowout at home yeah I'm I'm with you um I like the Colts um by double digits here yeah they can't um, feel this, good about that loss last week either no no oh. they they can't at all and I, I think at home they're gonna come out firing this Dolphins team I think Mark Walton was a bigger impact than you would think. Kalen Blige, at least earlier in the year, he looked very meh. Uh, he didn't really get anything going. I think this that Dolphins offense is going to be one-dimensional enough that the Colts defense, they're going to just have no problem with them. Um, even without T.Y. Hilton, um, man, Zach Pascal, he's going he's gonna to do well in that spot. I know he's a undrafted free agent, but, you know, this team, they – they they like him. They like him, and he's going to be getting some targets. He's going to help them go against his awful Dolphins secondary. It's awful Dolphins defense in general. Marlon Max can just run all over them, and yeah, this is Colts are going to win no problem. All right, guys. Uh, next game, pretty interesting one. Uh, it is the uh, Los Angeles Rams heading into Pittsburgh take on the Steelers. Uh, this is a later window game. The uh, Steelers are three and a half point dogs at home. Over under is forty four. Um, guys, for me in this one, I I really like the Rams. I know the Steelers put up a really good fight against the Colts last weekend and won a game that they probably should have lost, uh, as we talked about earlier. But you know what what keep what I keep coming back to when I think about this game is how quick you know, like the Dolphins were able to jump on the Steelers and, and put up 14 on them real quick and give them the scare. And in the Colts, you know, were able to hang in that game with a backup quarterback. And, uh, you know, the Steelers, um, you know, they got a pick six in that game. And so that was, you know, a, a good portion of their points. So, but what happens if, uh, if that doesn't, you know, if they're not able to have a defensive score, I, I don't envision uh, the Steelers being able to keep this one close. I think the Rams are clearly the better team here, and I think they'll they'll cover the three and a half. Uh, I'm just not so sure about this one right now. I'm just, I'm leaning the three and a half is just a little too much. Rams, I don't know. I mean, they are coming out of the bye, which is a little plus for them. But there's been times where Rams, if you get enough enough pressure on them then you know it kind of you're able to stop golf in this offense and able to limit them a little bit and the Steelers team I think is a little bit better than what people give them credit for 
Um, I'm, I'm don't feel great about it, but I'm gonna lean Steelers here. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I think, and I'm interested to see how this game goes. I think the Rams. Uh, I'd have to take the Rams minus minus three and a half. Uh, the Steelers got a great secondary, and like they've been playing great as a defense overall the last you know five games or so. Um, ever since they make a tragic trade, uh, I think he's got four picks in six games. He's he's playing incredible for them. Uh, but ultimately, I think the Rams here have too much. Um, I think the Steelers have sort of looked good against a couple of bad offenses. Rams, I you know they're coming off a bye. I think that uh, you know they get they get it back on track and. Yeah, I, I, I really like them minus three and a half on the road against the Steelers. I, I, I don't think Basin Rudolph uh, can do all that much against that Rams team. Yeah, I'm with you. I actually uh, I like the under in this one. I think uh, the Rams defense is going to be able to uh, keep the uh, Steelers to under to fourteen or under uh, to be honest with you. And I think the Steelers defense has played really well lately, especially against the pass. Um, you know, their secondary has really played well. So uh, I could see the under hitting here. But, again, I, I just think the Rams are going to be a little bit too much for them. Man, that's what I thought about the Colts and Steelers last week. But, you know, I I don't know. Again, that defensive it, it seems score, like it that should, but score really that, can that screw is things true. up. Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. Minka. And plus, the beef brisket going down. Yeah. Brutal. 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 All right, guys. America's Game of the Week. Uh, it's the uh, Carolina Panthers heading into Green Bay to take on the Packers. Uh, Packers are five-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under in this one is 47. Uh, Robbie, why don't you start us off? Yeah, this is going to be Packers are looking to rebound after not doing a whole lot in L.A. last weekend, and the Rams are – Coming off a good win from last week, um, you, this this Packers team, I think they're going to be looking to bounce back, um, and I think they do. But this this Panthers team has just been very solid all year, and um, you know they just threw Cam Newton on RIR, so it's the Kyle Allen show pretty much the rest of the way here, and I think he's done a pretty solid job so far. So I I think the Panthers are going to be able to keep it close in this one. I think it's going to be a lot of ground game. This, These two teams, their their weaknesses are kind of similar. They both are pretty susceptible to the run and they, they have a good top corner so maybe the passes are going to the secondary receiver So, but you're going to see a lot of Christian McCaffrey. You're going to see a lot of Aaron Jones in this game. It's going to be a it's going to be a ground pound kind of game. I think Panthers are going to be able to keep it within five and a half. Yeah, I I, I expect this one to be pretty close. Uh, for that reason, I'm taking the Panthers uh, plus the five and a half points. You know, like this offense with under Kyle Allen's look completely different. They're they're more of a a balanced attack where you know I think they were relying on a little bit too much of the run game with Cam and Christian McCaffrey, and um, now now they look like an actual offense. Um, you know, that can attack through the air and on the ground. Uh, Christian McCaffrey seems to break at least one big run every game. Um, you know, he's he's playing like he he is in the MVP race. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think the Panthers have too much firepower here to you know make this uh, to make this close. And yeah, I'd have to take him take them here five and a half. 
Yeah, for me, you know, the Panthers have just shown time and time again this year that uh, they can keep games close, and nothing can take a uh, the energy out of a home crowd like uh, the away team just, you know, establishing the run early and just eating up time and possession, and that's going to be exactly what the Panthers are going to try to do against the Packers. Uh, Packers' defense uh, is a little bit stronger against the pass than they are against the run. We saw the Chargers beat them up last week, and look at what the Panthers just did to the Titans last week. Could be a recipe for disaster for the Packers in this one. Christian McCaffrey could have another big day. It'll be interesting to see, but I just think, you know, at five and a half, uh, Panthers have been playing teams closer than that all year. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable that the Panthers should be able to keep this one close, and I think they've got a decent chance to win this one outright in, in Lambeau. Except for the Niners. Yeah, they, they didn't keep that one close. No, they did not. They got their <laughs> ass kicked. <laughs> all right, uh, Sunday Night Football, guys. It is the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Dallas Cowboys and what should be an interesting game. Uh, no feeling for the Vikings, but um, the uh, Cowboys are three-point favorites at home. Over-under in this one is 47-and-a-half. Uh, Adam, you're our uh, Cowboys expert here. Why don't you start us off? The boys expert, uh you know, uh, this good Sunday night matchup here. Minus three, uh, you know, saying that these are pretty equal teams on a neutral field. And I, I agree with that, but I'm taking the Cowboys all day here. Uh, Vikings aren't your, your average team. You know, you can the, stay, the stats go on and on for Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, him against good teams and primetime matchups. He is not good whatsoever. Um this Vikings team of the last couple of years have not been good, um, primarily on offense on primetime games. I think the Cowboys can, you know, with Jalen Smith and uh, Sean Lee now healthy, can dial up some blitz packages to get to Kirk Cousins. Uh, I, I think he does his usual panic attack, uh, you know, on national television uh, against good good defense, and I think the Cowboys win pretty big here at home. I think they, I think they can dictate the uh, the run game too. I completely agree with you. Um, pretty much everything you said right there, it's primetime Kirk Cousins right here. And primetime Kirk Cousins, especially against a good team, he's not going to, he doesn't usually fare too well. And this Dallas team is showing a little, little trouble. Um, and he, if they just get Zeke going, opens up a little Mari Cooper action a little bit. And yeah, three points. Man, I, I like those Cowboys. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I like the Cowboys in this one. I, I think it'll be a one-score game, but uh, I, I just have to lean Cowboys here. Um, you know, they're just they're just too good uh, on, on the offensive line. I think they should be able to neutralize that uh, Minnesota front seven. And I, I think Zeke will have a pretty big game. And, you know, if you get Zeke going early, that just sets up the play action so well. And that's where Dak really thrives. If, if you know, he can set up play action and have time in the pocket, he's lethal back there. Um, so I, I like the Cowboys in this one, you know, especially given the fact that they're at home. Uh, I just think that'll that'll set them over the edge here. Um, I think they'll cover the three. Yeah, that old line's getting healthier and healthier. Uh, yeah, I think I think they're, they're going to win big here at home. Yep. All right, guys, final game. We've got a very good Monday Night Football game. It's about damn time. Um, Seattle Seahawks heading to San Francisco to take on the Niners in a huge divisional matchup. 
the uh, Niners are six and a half point favorites in this one, actually. Uh, at home, over under is 46 and a half. Um, guys, you know, it's it's interesting. We're all on the Seahawks here, but we're all a little bit uneasy about it. Um, I know for me, Russell Wilson has has just been playing too well. Um, that's that's really what has me leaning Seahawks here, and to be plus six and a half, that just feels a little disrespectful, uh, given how well he's been playing. That and you know, I I just don't know that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo can really. It's not like they're gonna get in a shootout, you know, where it's this high scoring game and. You know they're gonna blow them out. I mean, if if the Niners wind up blowing them out, it's probably because they got a few defensive touchdowns. You know, maybe a couple big plays on special teams. But you know, if the Seahawks can limit mistakes and, and avoid anything like that, this game should be closer than six and a half. So I'm gonna take the Seahawks. Yeah, the thing with Jimmy G, that was his thir- Thursday night was his first 300 plus yard game of the year, and his second three-plus TD game of the year, not only the year, but of his San Francisco career. I'm not really expecting, like, a repeat from him out of that. What has me concerned about the 49ers being able to cover is that they get two O-linemen back. Um, They get Kyle Juszczyk back, um, which is absolutely huge for their running game. So I think the Niners are going to have a good time running the ball in this game. But again... Like you said, it's Russell Wilson. He's having an MVP type of year right now. He's. It seems like he gets better the tougher opponents he plays, and six and a half points. I I think he's. This is going to be a competitive game just the whole way. I think this is going to be a good Monday night game to watch, and yeah, like you said, six and a half just seems disrespectful for how the Seahawks have been playing. I completely agree. I mean. You, I mean, you can even look at it last Thursday with the 49ers-Cardinals games. These NFC West games seem to be pretty tight, you know, uh, regardless of how, how how different the teams are and win-loss record. But, I, yeah, I see this being a really close game. Uh, Russell Wilson, MVP, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to let his team, uh, you know, get out of the game. I think he's going to keep them in there. Um, I see this being a one-score game. You know, 49ers... They've had a lot of success running the ball this year. I think that continues uh, on Monday night, but yeah, I, I just don't like Evans. So I don't. I don't see this being a shootout, and uh, yeah, I can. I I just don't really see a scenario where 49ers, you know, put a whooping on the Seahawks here at home. Don't see it. But I've been wrong most of the year on the 49ers, team, <laughs> so that's that's where I get the uneasy, uneasy feeling. But all right, guys, well, we're all on the Seahawks. Uh, Adam, why don't you take us through our uh, consensus parlay? I guess start off with uh, how we did last week, where we're at in the year, and then what our plans are for next week. Okay. Uh, last last year we uh, took an L. Um, looking to bounce back big time. We uh, down fifty last week. That puts us uh, total on a year at down twenty dollars. Uh, so a little bit a little bit of negative here, but we're gonna bounce back this week. So this week our consensus picks or uh, for the parlay are. Bills money line, uh, Giants plus or minus two and a half on the road, and then the Cowboys minus three at home. Um, yeah, I feel real real good about that. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I'm I'm believing in it. Um, like I said, you know we're in the negative really for the first time this year, mm-hmm. so you know time to replenish the account, get back up in the in the black, and uh, you know bounce back. So 
I think uh, all three of those teams, I feel really good about those lines. So, um, you know, I, I like our chances. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for our show here today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Did you have a power parlay of the week? Or are you oh, going yeah. Back oh, yeah. It, we got, we're, it's back. It's back and needed uh, needed a break. But, uh, yeah, I'm feeling really good about this one this week. We got Bill's money line, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus four and a half at home, and the L.A. Rams. Minus three and a half uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, feeling really good about this part. All right. Well, now, now is the true end of the show. Thank you, Adam. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll be back at you next week. Uh, review how we did and then break down week 11 for you. But until then, uh, good luck. <laughs>